Welcome back to episode 231 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. Uh, we are recording, it's before the England-San Marino game on the 15th of November 2021. The reason I mentioned that the England-San Marino game on game is on is just in case it changes anything. You know, if, if there's any injuries in that game with players like Kane and Foden starting. But I mean, hopefully not. As always, recently I've got Josh with me. So thanks again, Josh, for filling in for Dave this week. How's, how's it going? Evening, mate. I'm good. Yeah, bit bit surprised by the England lineup, but uh, just surprised that Kane's playing uh, and Foden, of course. Um, but as you said, Kane wants records, so uh, maybe that's maybe that's it. And of course, he's he's building his confidence up a bit as well. Exactly, and it could make one of our headlines a lot more straightforward um, <laughs> if if he got a little knock or something like that. Not that it we're could. wishing it, but. Could we probably just delete the headline? I think, if anything, <laughs> no, we're we're still release everything. We still release everything. But yeah, the headlines this week we've kept it quite simple. Brentford, Spurs. Then we got a headline on the basically the teams with the new managers. So it's Newcastle, Villa, and Norwich so far. And then the fourth headline is the shifts in the template over this international break. Now we've got a guest on this week. I believe he's fourth in the the Fantasy Football Scout Hall of Fame. Absolutely crazy record. It is, of course, Ginger Assassin, a.k.a. Mark. Welcome back to the pod, Mark. How's it, how's it going? Hey, Rich. Hey, Josh. Hello, everybody. It's going good. Delighted to be on. Uh, I think we've got a good week to uh, have a chat about a few things. I've uh, got a lot of confusion in my head around Spurs and so on, so this could be a good ter- therapy session for me. Yeah, it's, it's actually an interesting week to be on, like you say, because... There's been a few weeks recently where I felt like it's been there's been very obvious moves, and I feel like a lot of people have two free transfers, and there seems to be all these new players we're looking at with fixture swings, etc. So this is a good one, and that's why I'm glad glad you're on, Mark. Um, we're also we've got a question from Luke Disable. Um, it's quite a quite an intense question, um, but I thought it was thought thought it was a good one. If you don't mind answering it, um, so Luke's asked, do you let the points of the week just gone affect your transfer decisions for the incoming week? If so, how much should you? And when is it a knee-jerk and when is it smart? Uh, I saw this question come in and I was hoping it wouldn't be on the agenda, but it's a very good question. Uh, there's a lot in it. There's a lot to unwrap. Yeah, I think the first answer is, yeah, of course, you uh, let the, the points that just happened influence your decisions, but uh, you probably shouldn't let it happen too much. Um, I think there, you know, you said at the end, I assume every case is unique. And I think that is that is the, the, um, the situation. I mean, if it was something like, Let's say, for example, Andros Townsend scored two goals. It's just that's not going to affect anything I do. You know, um, even if I was looking for somebody in that price bracket, still wouldn't uh, really let it affect me. I think where you might let it affect you is, for example, if you said maybe in week one this season, if you didn't have Salah and you saw he scored a hat-trick, you can't ignore that. You've just got to sort that out straight away. Um, I think another kind of relevant example would be maybe this week if you... There's a 50-50 chance that I'll go without Spurs cover. So I think, you know, I'd probably be in a situation where if Spurs went off, scored four, you know, double returns for Son and Kane, I would take a lot of notes of those points and I probably would react to that. But, you know, it's it's uh, each case on its own merits. One thing I always think about is, um, you know, no player scores highly every week. So there's no player who's going to get 10, 10, 10, 10. Mm. And I reckon there's a lot of kind of, you know, reactions that happen a week after um, something happens. So in the player's own head, he thinks, oh, I've done great. You know, maybe he has a maybe he has a bag of chips for his dinner that day or something. And obviously the opposition is going to 
they're going to see him coming the next week. So, you know, I think it's it's not as simple as just because someone scored 15 points one week, they're going to get it the next. But then you have these guys who are out there on their own. These elite guys, Kane, Salah. Do you see them going off? Probably should do something about it. What do you think about these players like, say, Gallagher? Particularly Gallagher, but also someone like Smith Rowe. Obviously, when Gallagher, he hauled in the first couple of game weeks, I believe. Um, so, obviously, the, the first time it happens, I guess you... You might take a bit of notice, but you're not going to jump on because he's not not a Salah. But at what point do you start to not ignore them as much? I think you stop ignoring them as much when there comes a point where you need to fill a gap. Mm. Uh, and, you know, you've obviously been monitoring them. When you need to fill a gap, well, then fine, Gallagher, Smith, Rowe, that's fine. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to tear up my plans or make new plans because a 5.5 midfielder has scored a, a goal or two. Um, but, you know, when they start doing it consistently... You know Harry Kane seven or eight years ago, then then there are exceptions to the rule. It's it's a good question. I mean, you could talk about it for a long time, but um, I I don't I don't think you should pay too much attention to to points chasing. Uh, it's something I purposely avoid. Um, you know, if if I was points chasing, I wouldn't have got Cancelo in two weeks ago and wouldn't have got whatever he got last weekend because I would have been going after Reese James or somebody like that. So. Points chasing. I don't think you're going to ever do well at FPL if you're a points chaser. I think it's two things. Um, I think two things to consider. One is, are they a proven FPL asset? Um, when you see, you know, a potential um, player do do very well, um, you know, and, and the other thing is, is backing it up with stats. Um, I think a lot of the time, you know, you can like you said about Andros Townsend with Everton, you know, yeah, we scored a brace. Are they a proven FPL asset? You know, no. Have we ever considered them before? No. Should we be considering them now? Not really. Um, so it's it's about looking, you know, like you say, with Son and Kane, perfect examples. Even Reese James after his 21-point haul. Like, Reese James is someone that we've been talking about last season. We've spoken about this season. Um, Mason Mount, on the other hand, getting 24 points, when let's be honest, one of them was a penalty. He wouldn't have been taking that if you know Jorginho or maybe Lukaku was on the pitch. Um, I think the other one was a tap in, which you know he was the furthest player forward. In normal terms, he probably wouldn't be in that position because that's not the role he plays in the team. Um, and then yeah, and then the other thing I think is is, is stats and and looking at okay, have the stats been saying that these points are what you know were were coming anyway and i've missed that or actually is this a bit of a a freak a bit of an anomaly and actually we can just ignore it and move on it's this question is so in-depth that it actually could have been a headline on his own on its own i, I mean i just thought of, you know one little thing there um that obviously you sort of get rewarded in fpl for chasing points if if they're successful like lingard for example because of price rises i just remember last year you know waiting a little bit and it's a it's an extreme example, but you do get rewarded if that player consistently continues. I think that's why sometimes people chase, you know, chase the points because you want to get in at, at the lowest price. Yeah. I think like when something like Lingard happens, though, some people get sold short and they get called points chasers when they might actually be watching the game and seeing mm. what was going on. And like what I remember from seeing Lingard last year was he was very advanced and he was absolutely buzzing. Like he was, you could see it. He was just so full of energy. He was delighted to be there. And I think if you see that and you see that in combination with the hall, then maybe act on that. 
But I think what uh, Josh is saying there about stats is important and it's what kind of makes the Spurs thing coming up this week quite complex. It's that a lot of people are saying, I don't see the stats for Kane and Son. Uh, you don't really need to um, because you know what they can do if they're in a functioning team. And the question is, can they become a functioning team in a very short space of time? But I think uh, I'm preempting uh, something there by talking about that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Spurs chat. And on the last pod, we had a Spurs one, but it's, it's the time now. Well, possibly it's the time. Um, so just before we get into our to our game weeks, which seem like, I mean, a, a long time ago now, just wanted to obviously mention Fantasy Football Hub. Um, you can get the link in in the description. I also just wanted to mention YouTube, um, obviously, because Dave's not on this episode again. I've been trying to learn how to do it, but I've failed so far. I'm I'm going to get there, but I just wanted to be able to do it well so it doesn't affect the actual quality of the podcast. So YouTube will be returning. I'll upload this as an audio to YouTube as well, um, just with a picture for those that prefer listening on, on YouTube. But we will be back and the hub um, affiliate link is in the description below. So I know it seems like a long time ago now, um, but we'll start with you, Mark. Um, how was your last game week? I was trying to remember what game week it even was. Um, it was game uh, week 11. Um, yeah, it was a good game week. Um, I got a green arrow to end the run of three in a row. I just run through my team because obviously yeah, go for it. medium people can't see it. I had Sanchez in goal. Uh, you can only laugh. I mean, I, that, I don't even find that kind of thing annoying. That's just like... <laughs> But that's just the way it goes. Who's your backup out of interest? Neil, fortunately. But, you know, that's that's a specific uh, strategy or tactic. You know, get Foster or Steele at four million specifically for this situation. Um, I, I might prefer Foster, maybe, but Steele, he's going to play. Then Trent with 12, Rudiger at 2, Cancelo ran the show 14, Foden. I had Havertz, and one of the things that I... You know, probably had considered was getting rid of Havertz for someone. I think uh, Jada became very fashionable late in the day, but um, I felt like that would be too much of a climb down from what the plan on Havertz was. So I stuck with it, and he, that paid off. Rafinha, I uh, just love the guy. Uh, Salah captain, and then the absolute dud forward line of Tony, Jimenez, and Antonio. I, re- I really feel hard done by when the three of them blank, because when you get those three strikers in, you kind of, the bare minimum you're hoping for is uh, one return, and then you think in a good week you get two of them return, and then an amazing week you get all three. So it's a, it's a bit of a kick in the face when when none of them return. And then my bench is just I had Livermento for a sub, fine with that. I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to bench Livermento despite what a lot of people say, and then Tierney and Sissoko. So a good week, um, up to two hundred eleven thousand. Feels like a feels like a bad season, but. I had a look at some of my the last two seasons since my best start in at least three years, so I can't complain about that too much. I was going to say because when you were, you were on last season, and I was going to go back and listen listen to it, but I didn't. Um, I, th- I feel like it was about this time, and I feel like you weren't doing very well at the time. Um, obviously much better than me and Josh were doing. Um, but you had a it, it was after game week five. Do you remember a really crazy week? Um, I think United were beaten by Spurs and Villa oh. and Liverpool. I think it was around five hundred thousand. And funnily enough, I remember uh, there was quite a heated debate about Kane and Son then as well. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is very much history repeating. But, you know, I think we all, um, I think we all had a bit of a climb on, didn't we, last season? Like we all, we all, you know, everyone was. It was quite common to be in the in the millions um, at this stage in the season, and then there was just a big 
a big sort yeah. of climb. Um, and, and, you know, definitely I think it was over Christmas in the second half of the season that I'd made my moves, you know, up to a, you know, a respectable finish, really. I think I finished 42K. Yeah, which, a lot of really good people are doing well. Yeah, like, that's it. It's, it's the FPL them, community, yeah. isn't it? And you're, yeah, you're looking yeah. at Twitter and... You're thinking, bloody hell, he's, you know, he's he's 7K and he's 8K and he's, you know, and even 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 people that are on podcasts and stuff that are doing really, really well, um, it makes you feel like you're having a bad season. But, hey, you know, you can only compare it to previous, you know, if you, if you focus purely on you in your in your record and in your in, in previous years, you know, and you didn't know anything else that was going on other than the yeah. game the results and the scores and the points you'd be you'd be happy as as Larry really yeah I think when you see what I think is when you see maybe Tom Stevenson who's he's, he's off to a flyer he's, he's been making great calls all season and you see someone like him up where he is at this stage you kind of get excited that maybe maybe this guy could nearly win it you yeah know? <laughs> brilliant it'd be brilliant if someone yeah. that we all knew could win it sometime That'd yeah there's it. there's quite there's quite a few players with, yeah. with very 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 strong records who are who are in you know top 50k or whatever at the moment i mean rich you're a, you're only just outside it aren't you so yeah you know. but i've used two chips now well i've used my bench boost and my wild card where do you think you, what, what would your ambition be rich like you're to get a start like this is an achievement in itself where do you think you could go and what would you do to get there yeah it's interesting isn't it because I've actually, I actually had two seasons ago, I was 18K after three weeks. Like I've never had a start like that. And then I just ended up hovering around between there and 100K um, for the entire season. So I try not to get carried away after that because when I was 18K after three weeks, I thought I could, I could, you know, finish like top, top that. I had some weird ideas in my head that, you know, I could finish top thousand, top 500. And it's easy to end up just bouncing around. So I try not get carried away now. Um, my aim this season was just to do better than last, <laughs> which I think is going to happen now. I mean, I don't think I can finish below 700k. Touch wood. Don't jinx it. Yeah, yeah. It would take something spectacular, I imagine. Um, but Josh, how how was your game week just gone? It's good. Yeah, 66 points. Um, best game week rank of the season, 271k. Game week rank, so I'm up to 137k. Uh, overall um so yeah happy with the start similar to what mark said you know it doesn't feel like you're you're smashing it compared to others but 137k before the christmas period is is is, is a great position to be in um so actually played five at the back um which is the first time i've done that for as long as i can on remember. purpose on purpose yeah um so oh. basically um and you bench Lukaku so you don't yeah. get any points yeah. I've still got Lukaku on the bench so that again you're the most patient of all the players in the game to still be holding on to Lukaku yeah I just I've just not seen a striker that I wanted to move him to and and I've and I've wanted to to go for Chelsea wingbacks Foden and 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 players that you know weren't weren't forwards so I've said well right sod it I'll just bunch him until I feel like the time's right and now you know the time is is probably right so yeah so I've got Lukaku on the bench and um uh, and Ben Rama because I didn't want to do I didn't want to have two West Ham attackers um against Liverpool even though 
they beat them. Uh, he's still blanked anyway. So, yeah, so I played um, Sanchez in goal, uh, back five of Trent, Cancelo, Chilwell, White and Livramento. Um, Salah captain, Foden, Rafina, and then up front, Antonio and Tony. And then on the bench, I've got Steele, who obviously I'll play this week instead of Sanchez, um, Ben Rama, Sissoko and the red flagged Lukaku, who is now back in training. Back five is so budget as well. Like you didn't do it with all premiums or anything. You got Ben White and Livramento. Yeah, it's beautiful, <laughs> mate. It's beautiful. Just to just to annoy everyone who uh, was sat there with double or triple Chelsea uh, who conceded. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll blitz through mine quickly. Um, So it was it was a good game week, sixty two points. I had Sanchez in goal as well, but I've got Foster on the bench. Um, The annoying thing was obviously I bench boosted. I'm not going to complain about this much, but obviously I bench boosted last week and got nine points. This week, obviously, the bench boost was gone. I had people messaging me like on my, on my tweet saying, you bench boost, bench boost, um, and it got 28 points. So I don't normally mind bench points because it means you get price rises. But the fact that, you know, I did think about not bench boosting last week and potentially would have done it this week. But that's just big what ifs, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm glad Pookie scored because he was about to drop in price. So that's the silver lining there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, up, up to 55K. Um, but like I mentioned before, no no bench boost left which I'm hoping is a good thing. But let's get straight into the headlines. So our first headline is Brentford, basically. Obviously, everyone was piling into Brentford um, a few weeks ago. Then they've obviously played Norwich, um, had a bit of a shocker. Tony and Embremo blank again. So a lot of people have you know, been discussing and asking you know, what to do with Brentford players. So if, if we start with you, Mark, which, um, which Brentford players do you have and what are you doing with them? Um, I've got Tony. Uh, he looks okay, uh, but he's one route that I could possibly use to get this on. I've got two free transfers. Sal Havertz gets on, and I could downgrade Tony. I could downgrade Tierney. Um, but Newcastle is okay. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, think Eddie Howe is going to turn them into a defensive machine at any point, let alone in the first game he manages. Um, so I probably will keep Tony. Um, I think their fixtures are okay. Even after that, they've got Newcastle, Everton, Spurs, Leeds, Watford. Yeah, you know, he could be a longer term hold at that price. But I don't know. He needs to start producing something. You know, he's, uh, to 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 blank against Norwich is really it's really a very very bad thing. That's been the final straw for a lot of people, hasn't it? It's like you say though, the fixtures are so good. That's why you know a lot of man- managers got them in. And I guess also they're, they're nailed on, you'd expect, for 90 yeah. minutes. Maybe not in Bremo as much. Yeah, but the, the Brentford double up, that, regardless of fixtures, that wouldn't be for me. You know, This is a promoted team. They're, they may not be as good as we think they are. I think the double up on the attack is, is brave. Um, I think a lot of people have to roll back for them now. Yeah, it was a big reason I wildcarded, actually, a couple of weeks ago, was to jump on the Brentford assets. And it was it was more, pri- especially with Embremo. Like, he was just a prize player. I guess in hindsight, Smith Rowe's much better pick. Um, yeah, I think uh, the obvious thing and then Waymo was, you know, people going crazy because he's hitting the post. Uh, <laughs> so let's buy him. He hit the post. And then th- the funny side of that is the opposite side of the coin is if he'd hit those shots in with net, the same people would have said, don't buy him. It can't continue. 
<laughs> it's very true. No, it is very, very true. I guess his ownership would be a lot higher, though, because um, he's... Yeah, yeah, very unfortunate, I think. They have a crazy differential at the moment. And I believe he did start playing um, right back when they made substitutions. I think he played a little bit at the end of the game at right back as well. So, I mean, that spooked me with Embuemo. Um Josh, which, which ones do you have again? Is it just Tony? Yeah, just Tony. Similar. Yeah, same as Mark. We're both so, just um, Tony. I, I, I never considered the double up. Um, and that's not in hindsight, and I never did. And, and I think, I think both were, were great picks going into this run of fixtures. Um, but I think it was, you know, pick your one, pick which works better with with the structure of your team. And um, yeah, obviously disappointing against um, against Norwich. You know, the stats are there for both of them. You know, they're fine. Um, you know, Tony is nailed over Christmas um, on pens. He's got both the creative uh, side of his game as well. He's, you know, he's looking good for bonus potential. There's a lot of a lot of boxes that Tony ticks. It really is. Um, and at his price point, there's not really a great deal else at the moment, unless you want to ride the Norwich new manager bounce and get yeah. Pookie. Um, say, he's, got, he's got more goals than Tony this season. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, I think most people have, yeah. haven't they? There's a tweet in the last hour from from Fix, in fact, and like they've highlighted the the strikers in that price range: Tony, Mopé, Wang, Pookie, Dennis. And like it's Tony. Tony's the one you want if you're in that price range. Yeah, I agree. And the thing the thing is is yeah, Brentford have had a a bad um, bad couple of weeks, but you know they're um, they still I, I you know would rather own their striker than I would. Norwich's striker, even with a new manager bounce. Um, so I think really, yeah, it's, 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 I think you stick with him. Um, or, you know, if you've got a couple of free, couple of free transfers, you can look to upgrade him um, or, or go, or go down to base and, uh, and, and change the sort of formation of your team, really. As for Mbremo, I mean, there's so many, so many options at that price that are delivering at the moment, aren't there, with, with ESR and um and uh gallagher um so you know it's very easy to jump on one of those two but there's still mid-price midfielders you know gallagher's currently the second highest scoring midfielder in the game i mean i just just feel i mean smith rose fifth so you know gallagher he's not really hurt people because like we mentioned you know earlier in, in the thing um he scored in game week one and two heavily. No one owned him then. So I don't think he's been a player that's damaging people's ranks. Um, mm. I mean, maybe he's about to become that, but. I just feel like, you know, you look at, you look at the top five midfielders in the game scoring wise at the moment, Salah, Gallagher, Mane, Son, Smith Rowe. <laughs> it just feels, it just feels like come the end of the season or even come the end of the festive period, are Gallagher and Smith Rowe are going to be there. I can't see it. And I just feel like, I don't know, jumping on those players now after they've scored their points, it just, just feels a bit dirty to me. If you got them and you enjoyed the points, great. Well done. And, um, you know, particularly, um, you know, I think, I think Gallagher's stats are a lot better than Smith Rose from memory, but uh, yeah, both of them, I'd kind of feel like if you've got them, keep them. If you've not, uh, not personally a buy for me right now. Yeah, I agree with that. If, I think looking at the midfield, the top scorers list, it's, it's actually a crazy list when you look at it, you know. 
it's bizarre actually there's... it's the weirdest one of all the positions you look at the defend the defenders is, is is pretty much how it should be right i mean reese james on that's a bit of a huge outlier with the number of minutes that he's got um because i was surprised that he was he was top for a while and now he's just been overtaken by Cancelo. i think in any normal season like you look at it bernardo's down around 14 as top city midfielder in any normal season you'd reckon kdb would be up there you'd probably have maybe two united midfielders ahead mm. where and is you know it's just bizarre and a lot of people have gone heavy in midfield somehow like i've most of my money in midfield yeah <laughs> um there's not too many like who's trending in there maybe gallagher smith Rowe, and bowen and everyone else is either salah or not really on the up it's, it's a very odd situation. Just with um with Brentford, I guess you you touched on it slightly already, Mark, because you were obviously talking about maybe if you want to get Son, you'd sell Tony. So I th- I think this is what interesting because I think normally with the fixtures Brentford have got, I think managers might be patient. I mean I know I'd be patient and just happily keep Tony and Embremo, you know, away to Newcastle. But it's just the the fact, and I guess we're going to get onto it more with the emerging template headline. That there's so many other players we want to look at, like Jota, Son, Kane. Moving out someone like Tony on Embremo feels like something you don't want to do, but you might need to do if you want to get on this, you know, the, the shiny new toys, as it were. Yeah, it's 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 really one that you could easily imagine backfiring and yeah, know, 12 points just against Spurs or someone like that. Um, and for six million, like you're not going to get a good player to replace him if you're trying to save money. I think they're both easily benchable as well if you if you wanted to bench one of them. The other thing is as well, if you've got the double up, you could quite easily sell the wrong one. This is this is the other annoying thing. Or or if you've got the double up, you could bench the wrong one. Like you're saying, it's yeah. easily it's benchable. Very, very difficult which one, you know, I mean, you, you probably bench Embuemo. He's, he's, you know, from a price perspective, it makes you feel a little bit better. Tony's on pens, you know, anyone can get a pen against anyone at any point um in a game um and um you know he's a 90 minute man and Buemo gets sub off most games so I think you know you would bench in Buemo but yeah it could it could easier I was kind of hoping that by having both I'd be able to have nice fixtures and then it would be clear which one I should get rid of um it's it's not that clear but it also moves us really nicely on into the Spurs headline um you know with double ups because this is a much more expensive double up um we've had quite a lot of questions about this so emma asked in our slack channel kane versus song kane versus son sorry and how to beat the value of choosing now versus choosing after game week 12 so i guess emma's talking about actually waiting a week to see what happens and then we had mark um ask who's the better pick kane or son so again mark if, if we if we come to you um what are your thoughts on this none of none of the decisions are easy this week none of these headlines are easy and have a, i don't think any of them have a definitive answer but My thoughts on this are extremely confused um try <laughs> i think we could go around in circles here a bit yep but i'll start off by saying i think son and kane are both fantastic players and could score a lot of points in any game um the issue i have is more with spurs and i like what emma is suggesting there i think you could regret it, but maybe it's better wait a week uh, and just survey the scene a little bit longer because I don't think we learned a whole lot against Everton. Um, and I think Son will be a lot easier to get to for people. And I think Kane implies tearing up your squad unless you've got maybe Lukaku already or Vardy. Um, I think 
you know, tear up your squad to get in Kane, who we believe is going to start scoring well because there's a new manager who's going to revolutionise how the team have been playing. It's it's hopeful. It could happen. Uh, we know and Kane. the fixtures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and the fixtures. Yeah, yeah. Not to forget that, but we know Kane can score in the right system if he's playing number nine. But there's no doubt that it's it's uh, a shot to nothing really. Whereas Son is a little bit safer, uh, easier to get to. Um, I favour Son for that reason. All things being equal, I choose Kane. I favour Son because he's easier to get to and it's not such a commitment. But there's a lot of um, aspects to this, and I, I imagine now is the time when Josh would like to step in. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by his I'm face, li- can't you? I'm licking my lips, mate. I'm licking my lips. <laughs> I'm um, here. I just, I just feel. Okay, so first of all, yes, they're great assets. Yes, they've got great fixtures. Um, I think there's there's two ways that you can go with this. Um, we're all sat with, with you know, with Salah. Um, and, you know, Threemium died very quickly. So it's, it's who do you go for as your second premium? If you're looking at Sun and Kane, right, essentially. So the, the Sun route is essentially spread the funds, okay, because you can get Sun and a, and a decent mid-price asset or you can get Kane and a budget asset um obviously very much depending on the structure of your squad etc etc but I think yeah it it is that it's 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 Sun and a better squad um or it's or it's Kane and a weaker squad um I think that in Mourinho Tottenham I think it was very 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 even um, I think in Conte's Tottenham, I think it's more heavily leaned towards Kane. Um, if you don't say that, how? I mean, there's there's been some great analysis done on some pods recently. Um, just above the average podcast, um, I think was recorded Sunday night. Um, they did that with uh, Gianni Petici. Really, really good. Give it a listen if you haven't. Um, really, really good uh, analysis because both the two co-hosts are Spurs fans. Um, Gianni heavily into uh, Italian football, um, so obviously knows a bit more than the average FPL player about what Conte did with Inter, with Juve, and with Bari. Um, so, and, and and the way that kind of it looked last season with um, the big man, little man up front, um, which was Lukaku and Latoro Martinez um, is kind of similar to Kane and Son. If you look at the minutes they played, the role they played in the team, um, uh, and, and look at it all together, and also actually what he's done with Son so far, they've had two games so far. He's taken Son off in both games. Um, he took Son off against Vitesse, I think like 70, 75 minutes, something like that. He took Sun off when it was nil-nil against Everton. I mean, I don't like that would just never happen under recent Spurs managers because Sun is alongside Kane the best threat to get a goal. And, you know, Conte needs points on the board. You know, this is not about making a point or proving a point or anything like that. This is like, right, we need to we need to get points on the board and get get into a respectable place in the league. Um, as, as quickly as possible. Um, so I think there's that. Um, so I think Kane's a lot more 90-minute nailed um, than Son is. I think that the way that 
the team is going to play. Um, they've rolled out a fourth, a three-four-three in the last two games. I think it's now being rumoured by quite a lot of people um, that it could go to more like a three-four-one-two, which would mean that that one could be an Ndombele, it could be a Lacelso. Someone like Lacelso would quite likely take set pieces off Sun, making him weaker in that department as well. Um, and just really, I think the way that um, uh, Conte has spoken about Kane, I love what he's saying about Kane, how he's, you know, he's one of the best um, forwards in, in, in world football. He needs to be in the box. That's where he should be. You know, um, I think we could see the old Harry Kane. And if that's the case, um, and yes, it is a punt going in this week, 100%. But if that's the case, we all know he is one of the best FPL assets that's ever existed. When Kane's on fire, you can't not have him in your team because it will hurt. Yeah, I think think this is where it comes to Emma's question being a good one. That maybe the best approach this week is to wait a week and assess. Because if, if you go for Son and it turns out Kane gets two this week, you're in a bit of a hole. That was basically exactly what I was going to say there. There was like, it was obviously a good breakdown of, you know, if this, maybe this, rumours of this, but we don't know for sure. And I guess we probably won't know for sure after the next game either, like, you know, 100% sure. But I can see the the merits in, obviously, in in waiting a week and just seeing that that one extra game. Obviously, it could go wrong, like when Mark was last on and and Spurs, you know, was that when Son scored four goals, for example? Yeah. it was it was something like that. I mean, obviously you'd have to be very unlucky to wait a week and be on be on the end of something like that again. Um, but yeah, well, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. Here. <laughs> there is one throw in here, and that's uh, I think Jada has to come into the conversation, particularly if uh, we get more news on Firmino. Um, I was having a look at uh, the, the non-penalty XG and XA, and the first question is, who do you think is top for Spurs? What, what, for the whole season? Yeah. Um, regular. Lacelso. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. He's on point six. Oh. But I think there's a there's every chance that we'll all be talking about either one and Dombele or Lacelso before the end of the season because they're very cheap. And if they go into that one behind the two that you mentioned, Josh, yeah. that's interesting. But anyway, the, only, the only issue would be that there's a bit of rotation there. Yeah. And, it, and it changes each week, especially over Christmas, who that is. Yeah, yeah, and you you got to think about Deli Ali as well. He's probably another another factor that could, you know, there's a lot of these guys as well, not Lacelso because he's, he's been away with Argentina, I think. But so a lot of these guys have just had two weeks with Conte when no one else has, you know, players like Lucas Moura, players like Ndombele, players like um, Deli Ali. You know, they've not gone away with their international team. So to have two weeks with the new manager when a lot of other players haven't, surely it gives you the advantage of of, of playing more more minutes. Yeah, it, it does make it difficult, doesn't it? That, that they, They're good fixtures for when we don't know enough. Like, obviously, we can speculate about what's going to happen. I mean, something good with Kane has always been he's been so good on bonus points. You know, pretty much when he scores, he's pretty much guaranteed nine, unless Son um, does something crazy as well. 
Um, and something I was wondering, obviously, with the, the wing backs that Conte plays, are they going to start? Now, that wasn't a problem before. Defenders weren't really hoovering up the bonus points for Spurs. But could they then start, you know, hoovering up bonus more than Kane and Son? Which obviously last season, Kane and Son, that was it. You know, you went for them for Spurs players. It was interesting that despite getting booked, Romero got all three bonus points against Everton. Oh, I didn't actually see that. Yeah, he got he got booked for headbutting, well, or not headbutting Richardson. But to go back, I was, <laughs> we'd all like to headbutt Richardson. Let's be honest. I to, um I the reason I brought up the non-penalty XG next day is because I was looking at Jada. So one of my options is to go to Son, or I could wait a week, get Jada, and see what happens then. Jada, by a happy coincidence, the sum of Kane and Son's XG is point. 8.4, sorry, 0.87 per 90. Jada is on 0.88 per 90. Just on his own? On his own. Yeah, it's, and plus Mane might be injured, I believe. Yeah, that's why, I, I, this is why I'm saying it's, it's really interesting if we get injury news, because if if Jada is locked in for, you know, maybe three, four games, I think there's a real question to be asked about not getting any spurs at all for me. And but I, think, I think the only thing on that is the counter-argument would be you're looking at past performance and obviously with Son and Kane looking at past performance under Nuno in a, in a very, very unsuccessful Tottenham team this season, you know, there's going to be serious improvement. And I, I almost think that data, data is irrelevant for Spurs so far this season. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but I really think it is because there's going to be a completely different formation, a completely different style of play you know, one of the best managers in the world. I mean, let's be honest, they're, 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 I think all Spurs fans would admit that they're punching in terms of being able to have acquired Conte. Um, and, you know, he's got a fantastic record. And so I think, and I think with with Jota as well, he has, he has had more minutes than we expected him to have this season. I think the other thing about him is, and I'm not by any means saying Jota is a, is a bad asset. I've, I've owned him for most of the, the season. Um, but I think that he also has had some incredible fixtures. Liverpool's fixtures are all right coming up, but they're not, they're not, you know, they're not Spurs level of fixtures. Um, the, the other argument that I wanted to say about Kane, um, obviously Son, Son, Son's main argument, in my opinion, is, is that, is that, you get to spread the funds and you get you get a better you get a better option um alongside sun whereas with kane you you you'd have to go a bit budget you might you might have to go um you know with a bit of weaker squad weaker bench the other thing about kane which is great is 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 that the premium strikers are going to put their hands up i'm sure of it over the coming weeks um you know kane ronaldo Lukaku with their fixtures coming up to basically say I'm going to go for Sun you're pretty much saying right for the foreseeable future I'm not going to own a premium striker um, and that premium striker spot whether it be Kane whether it be Ronaldo whether it be Lukaku um, or, or, or others but those are the main three um, they could be the perfect alternative captain to Salah and that could be the difference between a huge green arrow when if you if you take the risk and and, and, mm. and go the right week. The other thing is as well is is Salah's going to African Cup of Nations. Um and that is absolutely happening. 
And no, you can't move to Mane because he's also going to the African Cup of Nations. I don't think we put it on Jota. I don't think we put it on Firmino. And um, obviously Firmino's injured at the moment, but I mean, you know, should he be fit by that time? And so you need options, you need alternatives. And arguably those three premium strikers, you know, are probably the best captaincy alternatives in the game. But I don't think you need to pick your captains for that far ahead so soon. So I guess, I guess what Mark's saying is to potentially wait or just ignore completely. But I guess if you wait, you can still change your mind. Because um, I got stung before by bringing Ronaldo in after he scored his brace. And then he's been pretty horrific, apart from a couple of Champions League goals you know, since then, as have United. So I almost don't want to think about my captains that long. Like If I remove Salah, I'm happy with that price to then do a hit that week because it's going to be for the captain. I, mean, I don't know if you agree with that, Mark. Or... <laughs> no, I, I, unfortunately, uh, I do agree with what Josh says as well. I, I agree with a lot of points that are relevant in this whole discussion, and that's what makes it so hard. Um, but one thing on Africa Cup of Nations is that I think Jada is going to be won by practically everybody come that time, but it's too far ahead. Um, like, w- what would you think then? Like, so suppose you could get Son this week, or you could get no Spurs this week and maybe take a minus four next week to get Kane. Because I could do that. I could get Jada this week. Then next week, I'd still have two free transfers. I could ship out Jimenez, Tony and a defender and have Kane and two others. Or could you go for Kane this week and look at Jota next week? At home to Arsenal, yeah, I know, you know a lot of us are captaining Salah because it's Salah and he's just in the most ridiculous form of his life. But is is owning two Liverpool attackers that much of a priority when Arsenal are one of the best defensive teams in the league at the moment versus Leeds, who I can and, and I know you could argue Liverpool's attack is way better than Spurs and it's the best attack in the league so far this season statistically, even ahead of City. Um, but would you would you not rather have a way in on that Spurs team? at home to Leeds, who we know can concede goals for fun. Of, I'd have to get rid of Jimenez, who has West Ham, Norwich, Burnley coming up. That's another one of my problems. I don't really want to lose Jimenez or Antonio right now. No. So Tony would be a man. Tony would be a man to go if you, if you did go He's for got Kane. Newcastle. This is why it's, it's such a problem, because I, I almost think it's not all just who you're going to bring in. It's who you're yeah. going to be removing. Because um, I've got the same dilemma. Like I've already got Son. And I had a route to get Kane, which would have been Havertz down to Brownhill and then Antonio up to Kane. So I could have had Kane and Son. The problem is I moved Havertz to Foden. And I don't want to lose Foden and Antonio to getting Kane, basically. Um, So I almost feel like but that could potentially wait a week. Maybe I'll change my mind, but I don't want to make that decision now. (laughs) I think it's worth bearing in mind, though, and people get caught up in whatever, you know, Mm. the big shiny thing. Like, the other players will probably continue to score points. Exactly. So even if Kane gets 12 points and the other striker only gets two, he's still got those two points, you know, and it, it's not that Kane is going to be the only person scoring and San is going to be the only person scoring. And it's a really, it's almost a childish point to make, but I think people forget. It's not Kane or zero. It's no. Kane or another opportunity to get some points. No, that's ex- that's exactly it. I guess, I guess it the captaincy is also a bit void at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is why normally, if you know, if it was going to be captain in a Spurs player, then I would probably jump to Kane. I'd much rather captain Kane than Son. But 
not going to be captain of them. He's just going to be a nice differential, you know, that might score. Yeah, and and, and that that is why at the moment with the current landscape as it looks, you know, going sun and you know, um, like I said, a mid-priced asset rather than a budget asset is is better because at the moment we're sat there, we're locked in, we're Salah captain every week is eos 180 percent you know and and it's and it's the way to play the game at the moment but you know just around the corner he's got two away games to everton and wolves when kane's at home to uh brentford and norwich could you see after two games of kane doing really well that that is then the captain to go to for those two game weeks that's that's where my head's at as in is getting ahead of the times and it's actually thinking about i want to move my team towards you know the next template not the current template and i think if you sit there for too long thinking oh, i'm just going to captain salah every week yeah okay you can do that and right now it's the safest way to play the game but i think you always have to look at opportunities and when you can you know how can you find those opportunities and, and where is there opportunity to to gain rank and, and and maybe take a risk because Salah has been incredible this season but he's not going to continue at the rate that he was because he's is you know he's just not possible right he would just he would score an obscene amount of FPL points uh, over the course of the season and the other thing is that um is is that his fixtures aren't aren't as good as they have been over recent weeks. Yeah, Arsenal, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, Villa come up. I mean, mm. the Newcastle—they are pretty good. <laughs> three out of three out of the next four are away, um, and you know, Arsenal. Um, no, two out of the next four are away. Sorry, four out of the next six are at home. Sell Salah now. Sell Salah to get Kane. That's why I, I think. <laughs> conversation <laughs> definitely not um but yeah I, I just i don't know i just think you know you've got to look at opportunity and yes yeah. opportunities to get on differentials great we love a differential and we're happy to punt on a differential but then also you've got to look at okay is there an opportunity to captain someone other than Salah? because let's be honest your biggest differential in your team is your captain every single week apart from at the moment because Salah is literally 180 percent eo minimum every every single week would you believe that sometimes people don't captain them and 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 heavily regret it <laughs> that's that's right rich i uh i captain Havertz that week oh did, did you, i didn't actually know that yeah I, I yeah that's all i mean i can relate with that last season doing stuff like that was me every single week like <laughs> i'd probably do it again though <laughs> i mean if it paid off on paper, you'd be in at an insane rank right now. That's what I was thinking. As in, so, if, it, yeah. as in if it reversed, because if you're at 200k without doing that, yeah. I mean, 20 points is nothing over the season anyway. I'm assuming it cost you 20 points without Salah captain. 21. 21. Yeah. Yeah. Same as uh, a Reese James brace, basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to go back there for in any great depth. That's. No, Sorry, no. still in my brain. <laughs> no, but I, I find this interesting because I, I think it's also talking about the strategy of it as well. Because it's not—I don't think it's as simple as just picking the best one or anything like that. It's—it's—it's going to be team dependent. We're, most of us are going to have to remove someone that could sting, um, could hurt. I guess yeah. the—I guess the final point on it would be: let's say you avoided this week, and then it became apparent. You know, say Spurs won six-seven-nil. 
and you wanted to get both. I guess if you go for one now, then you, well, it might be easier to get both, but then you're speculating that Spurs are going to be very, very good. Um, yeah, this is why I feel I'd like to wait because then I could react and get Kane because, um, you know, Kane will be the main man in that team. That's that's valid. That's valid. And I guess I'm coming at it from a very different point of view because I wildcarded, I got Son in. Yeah, and it's fun. weird for me because I normally always go for Kane. And I know that if I didn't have Son, I'd go for Kane because that's what I do. But I'm just trying to be a bit more, I don't know. I was trying to play a bit more safer with Son. Um, there's a lot, obviously there's going to be a lot of FOMO of getting Kane. And I guess that's why I'd like to have the option to bring in Kane next week. And I mean, switching Son to Kane would be madness with two free transfers. So I'm not, not even going to go there. I think you're in a pretty good position on, insofar as you don't have to think about this. Like, Yeah, I agree. I'm going to spend four days obsessing about it and getting, getting it wrong. You know? I mean, Josh, from your point of view, I'm not even sure that uh, selling Lukaku for Kane would always work out 100% great. No, I think the issue with that is that um, yesterday Lukaku's back out training, but there's no guarantee that he starts this week. There's definitely no guarantee he plays 90 minutes. Our fixtures, you know, just just really looking very short term for the next two, a Leicester away, United at home. So they're not teams you would expect us to, you know, roll over big time. Um, but, you know, we've seen things happen, obviously, with Liverpool recently smashing United to 5-0. So, but, you know, you'd have thought they'd have learned from that. He's now gone three at the back. Um, so, you know, they're a bit more defensively solid um but no it has crossed my mind obviously could keep Lukaku but I feel like the great thing about Kane is if I if I go up if I go up to Kane leave a bit of money in the bank then I can get to anyone because I've got I've got Trent the most expensive defender Salah the most expensive midfielder Lukaku the most expensive uh, sorry um Kane the most uh, expensive striker apart from Ronaldo if I've got a bit of money in the bank anyone's accessible and I like that position you say you say that though Josh you're not going to sell Trent or Salah no but you, you don't know do you right I mean I guess if one yeah if one gets injured or something but yeah or or um or, or you know or when Salah Salah goes to African Cup of yeah. Nations I just think know, it applies more you know when you've got like a I don't know you like you've got a KDB or something he's one of the most expensive players yeah. in the game it probably applies more because he's a bit more risky but but I mean like for me oh yes I'm not going to sell Trent or Salah no definitely not yeah. but I'm just saying from a from a perspective of like let's let's take Trent out of the conversation looking at Salah and, and that forward spot over the course of the Christmas period you know you can get to anyone from a captaincy perspective you know and and we know how quickly it moves at Christmas you know it's crazy how quickly it moves and um you know the landscape's constantly changing mm-hmm. fixtures are changing and you know and, and obviously I think the African Cup of Nations is a massive massive game change I'm really looking forward to it it's going to turn the game on its head for a you know hopefully at least two game weeks if not three or four um and um and it will be a question of right what do you do do you do you bench Salah and keep his value? Do you sell him? Do you, you know, who are you going for captain-wise? And, and and if you can get to to anyone, you know, it's it's purely, you know, you, you can punt on people week by week rather than having to think too long term, you know? I think I'm becoming really boring because I'm, I'm actually not looking forward to that. Whereas normally I like doing like, you know, silly captains and stuff. I'm quite enjoying just relaxing, captain and Salah um, and yeah. not stressing it too much. 
I'm looking forward to it because the mistakes I've made this season, I think, have been down to just frustration and boredom with the template. Like, just I've, I've gone against the captains twice, the, the you know, the highly backed captains twice and paid both times. And I, I think I just did it because I was like, oh, we have to get out of this somehow. Or what was know, the other time? Uh, I went Bruno Fernandez over Antonio. I think yeah. Antonio scored twice. I did, that. I did that too. That was my only one. Yeah. That was not good. That was not good. I, I, I just was like, there's no way um, Antonio's getting three double-figure point hauls in, in a row. And he did. And, uh, yeah, but I owned him and it was, you know, it, it didn't hurt too bad, but it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah, but inevitably in this game, what's going to happen is people are going to fall into a habit of just Captain and Salah and there'll be an edge to be had. And it's the people who are brave enough to go after that. Yeah. With Lukaku, Ronaldo and Kane, potentially, <laughs> potentially, you know, the, the the thing is, if you look at it right now, would you captain a City player? Probably not. United, the best captain would be Ronaldo. Chelsea, it'd be Lukaku. Arsenal, it'd be Aubameyang. Spurs, it'd be Kane. Um, so you, they're all forwards. You know, you're not going to captain Bruno. You would have done last season, but you're not at the moment because you'd rather captain Ronaldo and Bruno's playing a different sort of type of game really now. Um, yeah. And even, you know, you, you look at Mane, yeah, you can captain Mane, but you're never going to do that when you've got Salah and they both go for African Cup of Nations. Yeah, and the Chelsea defenders were obviously, people were talking about them as potential, you know, differential captains the, la- the last couple of weeks, but they haven't really got, I wouldn't say like a home banker in the next few weeks. I mean, I look at that, like they've got Leeds at home in game week 16, but Leeds do score goals. Um Brighton I mean, in game week 20, maybe, but that's obviously a long, long, you know, I'm going Burnley eight at home weeks was a banker, future. really. Burnley at home was a banker, right? You, 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 you know, going into that week, if someone putting the captaincy on Chilwell, for example, um, let's forget James because he actually scored seven points, but let's say Chilwell, someone putting the captaincy on Chilwell at home to Burnley, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. Like, you know, it's a good move. You know, it, it could easily outscore Salah this week. And yeah, I mean, there was you get punished sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, by a banker, like maybe the odds were over 50 percent, like even if it's like 52, 53 percent, you know. No, I know. But it's just that whole thing of captaining a defender, isn't it? It always feels just a bit wrong, you know. I think game week 15 is a really interesting one. Looking at the ticker there, you've got Tottenham Norwich, you've got City Watford, um, United Palace. Yeah, okay, maybe not so good. And then Liverpool have Wolves. I mean, that's an opportunity, maybe. Yeah. Particularly Tottenham and Norwich. I mean, I guess this is where you're going, uh, Josh. This we, had is really- da- we had David Mon- Monday on a couple of weeks ago, and he made the point of, and I don't always believe in, you know, teams always beat teams heavily, um, and that's the way it is. But Man City historically do quite well against Watford. I think I always remember that 8-0 win they had. I mean, I guess trying to captain a City player isn't always the wisest, but maybe someone like Foden um, to throw his hat in the ring for that it's week. Just the, it's just a team sheet, isn't it, there? That's what would, you mm. know, I know Foden. Or Cancelo. Great. Yeah. I know, I know, you know, yeah, I mean, that could be even better, really, because you've got <laughs> yeah. points at both ends of the pitch, haven't you? Um, and game week 15 is the week that has the midweek round before it. So, oh, yeah, so yeah, that might be one of those Amazon Prime weeks or something. Um, that they yeah, tend to have in December. Yeah, yeah, get on but Amazon you, Prime. We're going to have league game midweek, league game Saturday. Uh, so there's potentially rotation, or you could flip <laughs> it and say 
and or you could flip it and say actually you know should Cancelo or Foden for example get a rest you, you, you're game on aren't you for for the Watford game yeah. well, um, it's been borne out I think the City aren't rotating so much um, there's a site tracking at 11 if I and I, I think yeah. you know the the, the Pep I, I thought this maybe last season at the start of this season maybe Pep Roulette is a bit more mythical than fact at the moment um, at, at the moment, what, what yeah. he is doing as well, which is quite interesting, is he seems to be playing particular players in the league and particular players in the Champions League. Like, I think I saw a, a really crazy stat that um, I think Jesus has literally started like pretty much all the games in the Premier League, yeah. but Mares has played that same position pretty much every game in the Champions mm. League. And and normally with Pep, it's like, you know, it's, it's an absolute lottery, as we know. You, you know, you don't know what, what and, and, it, and, it, and it doesn't kind of work that simply. Um, I do think the back four is more settled than normal. Obviously, it's been Laporte or Stones, but that's been down to uh, Laporte's suspension recently now. Um, it, apart from that, it's, it's been very settled. So I think what we do, so that I think we've covered the shifts in the template quite well, quite well there as well with, um, you know, all the talk on Jota and stuff. So that's, that's been good. Um, so I think we go for the piss break. We come back. Um, we do our third headline, which is about, you know, the new managers. We we'll go through the questions. And then, I mean, it sounds like we're all quite undecided on our transfers, but we're maybe maybe spitball some ideas. Um, so it's time for the Iceman's piss. Welcome back, and we'll go on straight on to our to our third headline. So our third headline was basically the new managers in the league. You know, new manager bounces. Newcastle, Villa, and Norwich have all got new managers. So I, I guess the question here is, you know, it doesn't have to be a long a long one because obviously there's potentially more exciting teams we're looking at. Um, but Mark, are there any players you'd be looking at from you know Newcastle, Villa, or Norwich, basically? Uh, yeah, I mean, like the reason everyone's getting excited about Spurs is because. Conte is an elite manager uh, and I don't think either of the three managers going into their new clubs are at that level so I don't really expect them to come in and have this transformative effect um, you know I might look at Pookie <laughs> I probably won't uh, I think a lot of people go for Callum Wilson and that's a fair shout he, he can score from nothing so if, if Howe comes in and starts implementing some kind of attacking uh, system then Callum Wilson could be really good and at Villa I don't know. I don't think so. Not, it's it's hard to know what their best 11 is, isn't it? Yeah, you don't. like. I was reading some articles about Gerrard and he, he has a particular system. Maybe the fullbacks can be good. He's likely to just go at one striker. You don't know whether it's Watkins or Ings. Mm. Maybe Matty Cash could be a good shout, but you'd need to see something first. You know, you'd need to see clean sheets. you need to see him having a few shots. Um, I have no plans to get any players from any of those clubs. No, because the like, the, um, they're the, the whipping boys, aren't they? <laughs> the defenders at the game in the game at the moment are so strong, aren't they? You know the Chelsea boys, Cancelo, Trent, you know Livermento, whatnot. You know it's quite hard to to look at any defenders from Villa and stuff. I think it's I think Wilson's the main the main talking point, probably, isn't it? Um, Villa haven't got great fixtures. Norwich, Norwich. Um, 
I think St. Maximum is an interesting one because, but it's all about what formation Howe plays. If he goes two up top and it's St. Maximum and Wilson, I think he's a really interesting option. But if he plays 4-3-3, then he just becomes a winger who's classed as a forward in the game, who's not... He's going yeah. He gets Fraser back in, surely. Yeah, it's just so wouldn't you link them back up again? But it's whether he plays four four two with Fraser as one of the wingers or four three three with Fraser as one of the wingers, if you get what I mean. So kind of it Fraser will have a similar role, but Sir Maximum's role will be very different in, in whether it's a four three three or four four two. And you know, I think I think Sir Maximum is is a is a great player. I you know and I think um, him playing off Wilson in a two is is very attractive, but as a winger, not so much. See, with some maximum, I wouldn't be interested in him at all. Um, like I like watching him play, but obviously Will, he's six point eight million. Wilson's seven point three, and with that, you're you're getting the penalties and you're getting a proven finisher. And then I, I know Mark mentioned him as well, but Pookie. I mean, obviously he's only five point eight. He's currently on my bench. Um, I might play him this week. But, you know, for an actual starting striker that's on penalties and possibly nailed, I mean, obviously that could change under the new manager. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, you know, 5.8 million is a, a, you know, it's a bargain. Like, I think if we were trying to get more premiums in and we're not, I think in previous seasons, he'd be a bit more popular because of that price. Obviously, Brozier's not not worked out, as in he's not nailed on um, at 0.8 less. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not overly excited about any of them. Um I also think Wilson's quite short term. Like you'd need to get him in now because the mm. fixtures from 16 go Leicester, Liverpool, City, United. I mean, it's awful. So you're going to get him in and you're going to want to get him out. Um, Turns very quickly. Yeah. So I'd almost rather pay less for that. And that's why I do like, I do prefer Pookie, but I mean, he's not an every week starter. Um, and he'd be someone a second. I want to get money out of the team. He'd be the kind of player that might need to go. People are going to do silly things because they're they're going to get rid of Antonio and they're going to get on the likes of Wilson and Pookie and they're going to be sad in the future. Yeah, well, yeah, they could come out as quickly as they come in, couldn't they? <laughs> like um, into our, into our sides, um, just never know. And you can get bench points from them. Um, but yeah, so if people want to join um, the FPL Surgery Podcast League, you can join there. The code for that is four U two seven four two. That code again is four U two seven four two. Um, you can also sign up for our Patreon and join the Patreon League. The the you can just Google page. Um, I haven't done this for ages. You can just Google FBL Surgery Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash FBL Surgery. But let's get straight on to the questions. Um, so we've got a few questions this week. We we'll start with the one from FPL Salamo, who said they were looking forward to listening to Mark um, and wants to know your approach um, to busy holiday season. So I guess over the Christmas fixtures. Yeah, all right, FPL Salamo, how's it going? Uh, normally, I wildcard a lot later than I did this season, so I'd normally have a pretty decent squad in terms of fitness going in. Um, I think, you know, I, I a lot of people plan a lot. I don't plan too much. I usually pretty much play by year over one, two, three weeks. Um, over Christmas, I'd just be making transfers, maybe taking hits just to make sure I get my money on the pitch and I've got good players on the pitch. And if I don't have a strong bench... Fine. Um, what I've noticed happening a lot is ten, every week I tend to be getting a, a zero or a minus one or a one. Um, 
So if, if that happens because I don't have a strong player to come in off the bench, oh, that's fine with me. So I think you're trying to hold it together over Christmas, but try to make sure you've got a good captain, vice captain, get your money on the pitch and uh, just wing it. That's, <laughs> it's uh, probably not the most uh, sound advice. But Do you think that because, the, I mean, we talked about Man City, but they're, being less rotation. Do you think we're getting a bit overconfident as managers? I'm talking in general that we're getting more and more risky players in. Like for example, Chilwell, James. Obviously, we've been talking about Jota. You know, there's there's Foden, uh, even Cancelo. Do you think we're pushing it, you know, further and further? And then over Christmas, we're going to need need the benches more. Or is... um, I don't I don't think so. Um, it's not something I'm worried about too much. You know, COVID was pretty extreme and people mm. grew into having strong benches. But if I remember rightly, I often carry, you know, maybe one or two red flags on the bench years ago. Um, I think if you've got one or two playing subs who can get you two points, you're probably all right. And then just focus on your 11 most of the time. Um, you yeah, know, I remember points. carrying absolute dross on the bench in years gone by. I remember one year there was a midfielder who was 4.0 that played for Villa. I'm sure I haven't made this up that just got randomly added um, one year. So I always used to go as cheap as possible. I think just because I've got a bench, I was hoping you'll be like, yes, you need a, you need a, you need a strong bench. Um, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I often complain that I don't get bench points, but I think it's because, you know, one of my focuses going into each week is that I'm pretty confident in the 11 that mm-hmm. they'll play and, you know, I'd probably take out a player if I thought he was injured. So it's the other side of the coin is not getting bench points, but it's just, way I do it I suppose yeah that makes sense I mean what what do you think about that Josh well how to approach the Christmas period yeah I mean the question wasn't for you but we might as well get your, get your take <laughs> on it as well <laughs> um it's I mean I actually would go the other way and say make sure you've got a squad particularly with the amount of you know defenders that we've got that you know, the Chilwells, the Jameses, the Cancellos that that could easily, well, they will get rotated, as will other players as well. Make sure you've got a squad. The other thing that's great about having a squad is if a player misses one game because they've had five yellow cards or um, a suspension, they've picked up a little knock or whatever, you don't actually have to make a transfer if you've got someone on your bench that, that you're happy to bring in and play for that one week. So that's good. It can stop you making transfers so much. Um, and... Um, I just, just, you know, just kind of look at it collectively, you know, the 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 period of of um of the festive period really starts this week, in my opinion, in game week twelve. You know, we've got no international breaks now until next year, um, so it's really game week twelve to twenty one. Don't get too fixated on each individual game week. Look at it as a ten game week block and coming out the other side with, you know. Um, uh, hopefully um, a, a, a rise in your rank and, and, and a really good period. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. That's a better answer than mine, actually. Yeah, that's the answer to listen to. <laughs> I thought they were both very good answers. Um, it's, it's difficult to know, though, isn't it? There is a bit of, you know, luck um, with benches. Yeah. Like something... I, sorry. No, I was just going to say something, something I've been aware of recently is I've obviously been looking at formations and I like the midfielders more. Um, but then I was almost considering bringing in Brownhill, you know, just because you don't have a 4.5 playing striker, but you do have like Brownhill at 4.4 who does play. But then is it worth weakening your whole team just so your second or third sub can get you two points? Yeah. 
like it's something you could subconsciously do and actually make your starting 11 worse because this this ideal world where you get you know you get your two points off the bench um, yeah. well, I, I, I agree i agree it's, it, it's not a big deal but I, I think what's nice it, it all depends on what formation you're playing i mean you're you're playing for a back rich um so you know it, it, it doesn't matter it's a bit different like I'm, I'm playing you know right now um i guess the way you look at my team with with lukaku being one of my starters even though he's not been starting off me because he's been benched uh, Lukaku on the bench yeah but um my team is three four three um so the great thing about that is i've got two four four point five um defenders and that's yeah, they make the, the best subs they do. They make the best subs. It's, it's it's easier to call who will keep a clean sheet over who will get an attacking return out of Smith Rowe or Buemo. It's a lot easier, um, and then that's why I prefer it. And that's why I think, you know, the three four three or three five two structure has always been the way to go uh, in FPL. I think this season is is kind of changing that thinking a little bit, just because there's so many great defenders. Yeah, I think like to demonstrate that I don't really I, like the thing I think I'm most likely to do this week is to drop Tierney to a possibly non-playing defender and then just run a 3-4-3 with Livermento as the fourth defender. Uh, I'd be happy to do that over Christmas, probably. And that would mean I have a non-playing defender, Sissoko and Livermento on the bench. With the non-playing defender, I, I actually haven't checked yet. Do you mean like the 3.9 or... Maybe Ben Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Maybe all at Norwich. Oh yes, the Norwich. Yeah, Norwich have got good pictures. He's <laughs> a good player. But um, yeah, probably him or Johnson. But I'm not expecting them to start ever. So no. Now, is, is that because it would enable the move you want to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know, that's what I'm saying is um, I would not do that because it's coming into Christmas and I want to have a strong bench. That would be. Yeah. Yeah, got yeah, because yeah, because yeah, I'd never really thought about it like that before until until tonight actually, where you you know sometimes you can do things to make sure you have got a bench that are detrimental to your actual starting team, the team you're putting out each and every week. Yeah, and, I think if you're going to try and skip money around to get Kane, I don't think you can keep much in the bench, but it's fine the way you have it, Josh, like a white and Livermore, that's fine. Yeah. I wish we could have more defenders in our squads, but you know it would be a lot easier to play four at the back and then have like a couple of defender subs um they seem to be the best by far unlike the strikers um but we got a question from fpl boa at anfield um so i think this is a question personal to his team so he's he's got three two two transfers and wants to know the best duo for the next three fixtures to optimize points up front from this list by ranking them from good to worse so i I think we just do the the best duo um and we'll start with you again mark so the duos he's put are jimenez and abamyang Kane and Wilson, Tonio, Tony and Antonio, <laughs> and then Ronaldo and Jesus. Well, I, I went on the FPL review and did the maths on this. Nice. So maybe I'll turn it around and say, do you want to, you you tell us and I'll I'll give you the answers at the end. What, which one's the best on um, FPL review or just... Um... I'm saying optimised points. So who do you think is the, the optimal pair here? So the, things like that, they like penalty takers. Um, I don't actually know. The I first haven't got a clue. I'm rubbish with like the predicted points models. I don't really use them. I reckon um, it'd be something like Jimenez and Aubameyang. Uh, I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with what I think is the best pairing anyway. Okay. Kane <laughs> and Wilson, 
And the reason why is because the fixtures... Oh, because they're both on penalties as well. ...are the best. They're both nailed 90-minute men. The other thing is as well, though, with um, the question, is if you do go with Kane and Wilson, which I think is the best option out of those four, comfortably, it's got to be for the next four, not for the next three. Because the, get the, the fixtures in game week um, 12, 13, 15 are... Obviously, Kane's got Norwich... And Wilson, I can't remember who he's got. He's got a good game as well. Well, the order is the worst is Tony Antonio, then Jimenez and Aubameyang, then Ronaldo and Jesus, and then Kane and Wilson. It seems a bit unfair, though, because these are like very different. Like As in Tony and Antonio, I know it's the worst one, but they're a lot cheaper. And then looking a bit longer term, you've got at least you've got Antonio still. Well, I love this question because it's very specific and you can you can almost scientifically answer it. It's, it's going to hate them. Yeah, I would imagine it didn't like um, Ronaldo and Jesus because also Ronaldo's the most expensive asset in the game after Salah and is posting awful yeah, stuff. But this is on points, moment. isn't it? So price is, I guess price wouldn't be taken into account unless it's sort of by value. So then, I mean. I think expected minutes would have a lot to do with it. Yeah, and Ronaldo and Jesus is going to be much more expensive than Tony and Antonio. Mm. But yeah, well, Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Jesus is actually even more expensive than Kane and Wilson. Yeah. So <laughs> Kane and Wilson all day long. Let's leave it there. That's the answer. Let's leave it there. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, and the final question is from FPL Gato. Been slowly going recently, but I have wildcard in intact, eyeing game week 16 or 17 to pull the trigger. And he's looking for some high upside punts until then. And he suggested R- Regulan. Um, in for Rudiger, have Kane, Jota, Foden, and Brentford boys already. So, punts, high upside punts. What you say, Mark? Yeah, I made a list for this as well. Uh, on on uh, on your own head, be it FPL, Gato. <laughs> what I came up with were Pookie, Carney, Wilson, and Trossard. I like all of those actually. Right, he wants like different. I assume he wants something high upside that's a differential there you go get those four corner especially because brentford um not brentford burnley's fixtures are actually i mean they're not amazing but they're not awful um like they they haven't got many really difficult games unless you buy into palace being a you know world-class team now um josh have you josh have you got any um high upside differentials you're looking at i mean the next four fixtures he's obviously looking at or five sorry isn't he um up to a wild card of either game week 15 or 16 um sorry no 16 or 17 he said didn't he i think the obvious one is spares um which we've spoken about a lot um he's he already got kane um but yeah I, I think you'd have to look at all across the team really yeah the wing backs um i think emerson Royale or regulon i think they both have their merits um probably good to listen to some pods from spurs fans you know planet fpl james I'm sure he's got his um Thoughts on them? Yeah, I was listening um, to him. Said um, Emerson Royale was the defender he'd go for. Really interesting. I think Regulon um, is, uh, is doesn't have a great conversion rate of uh, of, of of shots to goals and whatnot. Um, and then I think yeah, look at look at the new manager bounces. Really look at look at the Newcastle boys. Um, if you really want to go Pookie, I think all of Mark's shouts are good. Yeah, they um, are. I, I think Wilson's the standout one because we were saying, weren't we, that you'd need to get on and then off because the from game week yeah. 16 or 17, the fixtures turn. So Wilson's does seem like the, the key one there, doesn't he? Because next four, Brentford, Norwich and Burnley at home. 
doesn't really get much better under a new no. manager bounce. I wouldn't call Pookie high upside though. Like I know he's in my team and I know I like him, but he's more of a, I think he's very good value, but he's an enabler. Yeah. He's an enabler who might nick a goal here and there, a penalty here and there if needed. And let's Um, be honest, right. If you're, if you're paying five point, what is he? 5.8, something like that. You'd almost rather go down to base and chuck another defender in your team really for that price. Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. potentially, but the thing is, it's almost getting hard because, you know, there's Jill, James, Trent, Cancelo, Diaz, Livramento. You almost can't spend any more money at it. Like, unless you're going to go for someone like Robertson. No, but there's <laughs> going to be, there's going to be more, there's going to be new ones that emerge, like new defenders. But Robertson's that, the only one really that's going to break this template at the that, back or. There's not many on Double City at the moment. That could be a thing. I think when United's fixtures. Um, but then you're looking at five at the back. Again, you're, you know, Shaw will come back into the equation. I, it sounds crazy because he's been horrific this season, FPL-wise. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, the Spurs wing-backs, um, you know, I'm sure we'll consider Luca Dean again. We always do at some Maybe point later on in the season. <laughs> Mark's face then. Harry scored again. So. Who? <laughs> Harry Maguire has scored again. Oh, God. Really? Was it 1-0? It's a goal machine. 2-0 now. Two yeah. Yeah, but with those tips I gave, I mean they're they're obviously uh buyer beware and uh, they're not suggestions I'd make for myself. No, no, there's it doesn't seem to be that many punts around at the moment. Um I mean I'm sure that sure that would change. Always in like obvious punts that people tend to be like like with Havertz, you know, a few weeks ago. But he that's was why a, you're so calm, Rich. You know, that's why you're saying that you're not looking forward to Salah going to the AFCON and stuff. You're just you know, playing a sensible game. Well, it's just I, I just I'm just content. So it's almost it's almost like I wouldn't mind if the season ended now. I'd be like, oh yeah, not there are not seven hundred k anymore. <laughs> it can always get better. Fifty five k is great now, but you wouldn't, you know, you'd want. Oh, it's true. No, I, I enjoy FPL. I enjoy FPL. Um, we're going we're going to our captains and our transfers. Um, Mark, we'll start with you. I know that you've got a few things you're looking at. Um, uh, Captain Salah, I suppose. Although I haven't thought about it. Well, am I Captain Salah? Yeah. I... <laughs> you, you tell us, mate. <laughs> uh, you could do do a few. I mean, Livermore's got Norwich, so. Uh, but most likely Salah. And then if I was to, um, I'm fifty-fifty between getting in Son and getting in uh, Jada for Hazard. Um, and I really couldn't tell you which way that'll go. That could be a. Deadline decision, or just however I feel it. But you're definitely going to do one. Yeah, I've got two. I've got two free transfers. Um, I think Hazard. Or did I say Hazard? Havertz. Oh, I don't. I wish Hazard was in the game so much. And then you'd have more money as well. Everything <laughs> would be so much easier. He was an amazing player. Um, so Havertz has to go. I think he got me 17 points over three weeks. So I'm pretty happy, but he's he's, he's going. And it's Chata or Son. Nice. Um, just with the goalkeepers. Now we we were talking um during the piss break briefly. Um, so it's not on the pod about about goalkeepers. Now obviously you've got Sanchez and you've got Steele as a backup. What what are you thinking with Sanchez? Is it just you don't want to use a transfer or? Um. Yeah, I'm not excited by him. He's a pretty dull keeper to have. Remember when mm. we when we're used to like some Martinez and um Pope, but I can't. It's very hard to uh to justify doing anything with Sanchez because there's no one else I want to get at 4.5. I think just get get as far as you can with them. 
until uh, until get rid of him on the wild card. I mean, there's a reason we went for Steele as well, right? Yeah, the yeah. The reason exactly. why we went for Steele is for this week. Oh, there's no way it's get, done this week. Yeah, to get to then get to this week and be like, right, I'm going to get rid of Sanchez. Like, it seems a bit silly, doesn't it? But funnily enough, I had been thinking, do I really want Sanchez before this week? Uh, he's been very disappointing, I think. But on one hand, he has been disappointed. But on the other hand, he's done probably exactly what we all thought he would do, which is not make many saves, but keep some clean sheets and just get six every two, three weeks. So, okay. Yeah, and their fixtures are pretty good. Like they're not, I mean, they're not incredible, um, but they're pretty good. Um, I, d- I do like Brighton Depay. I like having him as, as a bit of cover, especially because um, obviously we've got really bad fixtures for Arsenal at the moment. So Ramsdale would be the obvious switch, um, potentially for some people. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess we Maybe move on. That one of the promoted clubs. Sorry, say that again. Maybe something changes at one of the promoted clubs to make one of their goalkeepers. Um, Angus Gunn. Angus Gunn, Angus Gunn comes in for Krull. That would be the one, wouldn't it? Would you want to rotate the Gunn and Foster, for example? For two four-point naught goalkeepers. Yeah. That'd be a dream. Would you feel good about that? <laughs> Who's the other keeper? Was it Dubravka? Nah. 4.4. If he got back in. But I meant when I said promote, I meant when in one of the clubs where a manager has changed, maybe something changed that makes a goalkeeper a little bit more appetizing. Apart from Martinez, because he's really, really expensive. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so Josh, if we come on to your team, do you have two free transfers as well? I do. Yeah, it's all three of us have got two free transfers. So um, my main nice. decision is around Romelu Lukaku. Um, so it's. Pretty much um, Kane, Son, or stick with Lukaku and use a transfer elsewhere. I don't think I'm going to do the latter for the simple reason being, like I said, he's only just coming back from injury. He was out for a a decent amount of time. And, um, you know, our fixtures aren't amazing. Yes, we are top of the league, but... Our fixtures aren't amazing. And um, so, yeah, I think it'll be Kane or Son. I don't know which way I'm going to go yet. I'd love Kane, but it does ruin your team. You you do sacrifice quite a lot to get to him. Um, whereas Son, you know, I could, I could go like Son and Wilson, for example, which would be great. Or I could go Kane and I probably don't really, couldn't really get anyone else decent in, um, if I downgraded uh, Tony or, or Ben Rama, so I'd probably just go down to base, I think. And Salah captain? As things stand, yeah. As things stand. So you could be, te- if you bought in Kane, you might be tempted. No, no, I wouldn't okay. be tempted. I, 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 Salah captain. It's the whole <laughs> thing of not seeing enough from Spurs yet to not go on Kane, but mm. I think game week 14 or 15, I could be tempted if I had Kane. Nice, nice. And um, I mean, yeah, again, I've I've got two free transfers. Obviously, I bench boosted two weeks ago. And yeah, my bench is looking very, very strong. I've got Sanchez with Foster as a backup. Um, I, I didn't go for Steele, I went for Foster. So Foster can come in, but I need to use one of my transfers. And I've already got Livramento, Embuemo, Rafinha and Foster on the bench. I'll be starting Pookie, Antonio and Tony up front. I've already got Son. So I don't need to bring a Spurs player in. So it's probably going to be something boring. I was looking at Jota. I'm listening to Mark speak tonight. It's made me 
I don't know. It's made me consider him a little bit more. I'm not keen on losing Rafinha. So, but that, so then I'd have to look at losing. I could lose in Bremo and Tony to get Jota in. It would be Jota and and I think it'd be some fodder up front, like a like a Davis or something, because I'll have 4.8 to spend. So I might as well go right down to the bottom. That could be tempting. It just feels horrible using both free transfers and losing both of my Brentford attackers to bring in Jota. And I'll still have to bench someone. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be. I, I mean, I don't know what I'll do. I mean, Mark, do you have any advice for me? <laughs> I don't know, but like, it sounds like maybe a like sad but good way to do this is decide on one of your players that you really that's taking up money on your bench that you don't feel you need for a long long term and just bring them down to a base player and get that money and upgrade. That, yeah, sad that's... way to live your life, but. <laughs> I did think that because yeah, in Bremo to like Brownhill or something, and then I've still got two transfers for next week in case I suddenly want Kane. I think uh, that makes sense. I think. Nice. Right, I've had my transfers decided on the pod, so that's good. <laughs> it was something I thought about. It just, I think there's some mental, like psychological thing where losing in Bremo, even though he's going to be second on my bench for Brownhill, feels a bit weird. But I guess I just don't need him, and especially I think the pod, you know, the first headline we had on Brentford. Um, that that back there's a lot of confirmation bias there, but I regretted going double Brentford, but then I also didn't want to be like impatient on them either, um, because this is one of the fixtures they were key for. Like that, extra- but there is a new manager there, so you'd expect a St James's part that was a bit more rocking than under Steve Bruce, and I mean I know Eddie Howe's not not you know an, an, an incredible appointment in terms of maybe who they originally were looking at, but it's still a good appointment. And I think it's going to be a different game than what it was when you were looking at the Brentford fixtures at the start of their run. Yeah, this is what, this was what put in my head, maybe getting rid of Tony was, was the one. Um, because it's something I'm afraid of in, for not getting a Spurs player as well. There could be a really exceptional atmosphere at St. James's Park and at the Tottenham Stadium. Do you mean if you want to get to? Do you mean if you want to get to Sun? Yeah, I'd be really wary of going without them for that reason. Like, there, there could be just this amazing electric atmosphere, and mm-hmm. the team gets carried along, and they score four goals against Leeds, and you miss out on that. That's what. That's probably what scares me more than anything else. I can actually, um, I can actually take out Tony for Pookie and get to Kane from Lukaku, which is not the worst move, is it? I quite like that. Yeah, I kind of think that's decent because I'm keeping a better structure. I'm You're not, not losing that much. No, I'm Tony <laughs> to Pookie is yeah, Peter to Paul, isn't it? Watching you know, it's, it's it's hey. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think like that one is very close, and particularly when you look at those three fixtures, like Southampton, Wolves, and Newcastle for Norwich, something could happen. There's a penalty in there, you know, something. I know. And the thing is as well, it was like after after this next game, Brentford's fixtures turn a little bit, don't they? I mean uh, so did so did Norwich's to be fair. But I mean I guess maybe we'd hype Brentford up to be too much, because let's not forget Norwich did better than Brentford last season. It's just been this season that Norwich have been obviously horrific. But they also had really difficult fixtures and there's been some upturn, not much. <laughs> but you know, it's possible, you know, Pookie can get a penalty or an assist. Um, but that would at least keep a better structure for me. Mm. If I did that, it means I don't have to go down to like two, four point five midfielders, which I don't want to do. 
or a Sissoko and Keenan Davis on the bench, which I don't want to do. Yes. And obviously that would have leave, that would leave some money in the bank, but it's still, you know, I, I want a squad. I want a squad going into Christmas. You know, I don't want to be having to play White or Livermento every week and I've got no choice type thing, you know. I think it seems like you're pretty committed to getting Kane and I think I much prefer Tony to Pookie than, you know, just got in your squad. Yeah, I get that. I, I am committed-ish to Kane. Um I mean, it's it's more, it's more, it's not just about Kane v Sun right now. It's also about the structure. And, you know, I just feel like I've sat there with Lukaku for week, like for the whole time he's been injured. And I feel like once that premium striker spot's gone and I go down to Sun, for example, you know, it really does rule out Kane, Ronaldo and um, Lukaku for the foreseeable. You know, it's two transfers to move to Sun. It's two transfers to get back to a premium striker. And I feel like that is going to be the new template is going to be going back to Salah and a premium striker. New template could be wrong, though. Like we spoke about last week, didn't we, that Ronaldo is not definitely nailed. And I almost feel like people are trying to justify Kane partly by saying, oh, but then I can go to Ronaldo. But if, if Kane's in red hot form... You're yeah. not going to go Kane to Ronaldo oh, anyway. Yeah, but then and then you end up with the, the bank, premium conversation again. But if Kane's in red-hot form, I've got the points in the bank and I don't need to move to Ronaldo. If he's Kane bombs yeah. and he's still looking grumpy and he's you know walking around the pitch and he wants to go to City still, great, I'll move to Ronaldo. Or if not, if Ronaldo's not looking great, I'll move to Lukaku. There's loads of options. Sun, where do you go from Sun? Yeah. There's plenty of places you can go. Um, any midfielder, really. You can go Jota, Bowen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rama. Because yeah, their fixtures turn soon. Yeah, but they're not they're not the sort of level of player. Um you know, you can go to you can go to from Rafina to, to Bowen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um and, and that's 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 I, I like the exit route from Kane. We're getting way too far into the future. This has been I've loved this pod because it's been we've been it's been quite indecisive because it's such I've not known a week like this for a while where there's it's like a puzzle. You've got to remove the right player, the wrong player, do you roll the transfer? Who do we even get in? I think it's too far to look to sixteen, particularly when you've got a third is he thirty six or thirty seven year old going into a packed fixture schedule. I wouldn't base everything on that but what what is obvious is that Tottenham have Norwich in 15 and Ronaldo and United have Norwich in 16 and as we all know everybody scores against Norwich <laughs> yeah, except by Havertz except Mbwemo except Tony are <laughs> Kane and Son just going to end up being the expensive Tony and Embraimo and we revisit they, uh, it, there's there's a lot of parallels here Like <laughs> I can see some memes coming up on Twitter already yeah yeah no that's i've really enjoyed that pod um mark thanks thank you so much for coming on again and how can people find you on twitter etc at ginger assassin i'm not putting in the same amount of effort other people are but your record is insane like it's i didn't mention the ranks earlier but two top 1ks seven top 10ks and nine times you've been in the top 20k yeah yeah, <laughs> I remember you being really modest about this last time. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Your last game, you're ahead of me, so okay. <laughs> yeah, probably the first time in a long time. Like, and I don't think it will last. You, 
you'll probably get like a 50 point bench boost um, whenever you use it we're having a bad season because I've had a fair bit of Robert Green so I've had a bad one Josh thanks for coming on again no worries um, mate we'll be back next week uh, next Monday hopefully we've got YouTube sorted by then up the pod up the pod up the pod Okay. Do you guys need to go or anything? Nah. I am, if that's all right. You sure? Yeah. All right. I don't know why I say, are you sure? You, you can if you want, Josh. <laughs> I definitely I, I, need my I'll get a water while yes, I'm at it then. You're allowed, Josh. <laughs> that, that was weird was I said that. conversation, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's turned his camera off. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be literally two minutes.